are listening to Faith That Works, a podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. This is Pastor Steve Nanny, and I'm so thankful that you've tuned in today. We are working through a series on Sunday mornings in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John called Walk in Light, Walk in Love. Please stay tuned to the end of the sermon today and you'll hear more information about our church and how we would love to hear from you and come visit us on a Sunday morning at some point. Now, we're going to pick up a Sunday morning in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Walk in light, walk in love. Thanks for listening. Let's see what the Bible tells us in 1st John chapter 2, but let's review just a minute. I want you to see some of this stuff. Last week we talked about overcoming. We've been talking about love. We've been talking about loving our brother. We've been talking about walking in light, walking in love, to stay in the light, to be obedient. Last week we talked about the idea that God wants to help us get what we need so that we can over what? Overcome. God wants his people to be overcomers. He does not want us to be defeated. He wants you overcoming, right? A weak church is not helpful to the body of Christ. Does that make sense? He wants Christians to be strong. What a testimony of the strength of God when you can overcome things in your life. We're in a spiritual battle. Somebody say amen. amen. But we have to use spiritual weapons in a spiritual battle. Prayer, scripture. These are the spiritual weapons that we have. We have to resist and believe. We talked about the idea that things war against us. Loneliness wars against you. And so you have to push through in faith when discouragement comes upon you. You have to press back. Right? Did you, and I'm not trying to keep talking about Todd. Did you hear his faith push through today? You're like, he just got diagnosed with cancer. He's full of faith. I love your presence. I love your presence. I love you, Jesus. Discouragement comes back? No, I don't think so. Loneliness comes in? No. Bitterness comes in? You push back against it. That's warfare. You resist it. You resist the devil and he will flee. Believe what God is able to do. Stay, but then watch this. Stay consistent. See, a lot of people resist the devil on Sundays. Well, that's easy. You're going to go out here today here in a little bit and I hope you're going to be like, whoo. I'm inspired. I'm going to go give the devil a black eye. Let's go. And then Monday, somebody's going to say something to you, and you're going to be like, oh, man, God is dead. He hates me. My life is terrible. Right? That's what we get. We get sideways real quick. We got to stay consistent. The same joy you have today, maintain it on Monday. Maintain it on Tuesday. And you can't do that unless you stay in prayer. And stay in the word. Pray, pray, pray. Look at your neighbor and say pray. Look at your neighbor and other neighbor and say, I am not how much you're praying, but you should pray more. Pray more. Lastly, stay away from the traps. Stay away from the traps. The devil's trying to grab you. He's getting some of you. He's getting you because you can't stay away from the traps. Stay away from the traps of the enemy. You know the things that pull you down. Stay away from the things that you know will grab you. There are people in your life. You're like, man, every time I get around that guy, I just blow it. 
then stay away from that person. Well, but they need Jesus. They'll find him some other way. Well, you know I like to go to the bars on Friday night. I like to talk about Jesus with people. No, you don't. No, no. There's other ways, right? You know, you know I, I watch Netflix a whole lot because I'm trying to keep up with culture. Stop. You're a sinner. Stop. Stop doing that kind of stuff, right? Do the things that war against you, right? Say no to it. Push back against it. Stay away from the traps. You can overcome. Amen? You can overcome. All right? You can. So let's look together. 1 John chapter 2. Three verses again. Amen? You're like, we're going to be in 1 John forever. That's all right. So we're not going to get too much. Amen? What did we learn? Less is more. Sometimes less is more, and that's all right. All right, let's read a little bit. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Boy, that's strong. That's some strong language. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And what's the world doing? It's passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So remember that the world's passing away, right? But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So let's talk about a couple of things here. We've talked about agape, right? Agape is this unconditional, sacrificial love. It's not I love you as long as or I love you if. Agape is simply I love you, period. I don't even need you to be nice to me. I'm going to agape you, right? Jesus has put his agape in my heart. So I agape, I love you, not in my own strength. See, part of the problem is we're trying to love each other in our own strength, in our own our own thinking. We're trying to do it in ourselves. And within ourselves, you don't have it. Right? You feel weak. You feel I can't get there because you don't have it. You've got to draw it from a deeper supply. The love that you must have for others, it can't, you can't muster that up. You can't like, Thanksgiving's coming. <sighs> got to see Cousin JoJo again. Come on, self. Don't say what you said last year. Don't do it. Don't talk politics. Don't talk. Don't you know? You know, cousin JoJo, and you. You know, you want. Okay, here we go. You're not. You can't do that. Cousin JoJo is going to pick up on that. But if you just come in with love, the love of Jesus, the love of Jesus. Because can I tell you, Jesus died for cousin JoJo. I don't have a cousin JoJo. I don't know why I'm making stuff up. Jesus died for cousin Jojo. Yeah, but, but don't you understand what they've done? Don't you understand what they believe? Don't you understand? Jesus loves them. So what's your responsibility? Love them too. Love them too. Again, not your love, but his love flowing through you. You are an extension. I am the vine, right? He is the vine. I am the branches. Right? I'm an extension of him. His love flows through me, and I flow. Hey, when we say the hands and feet of Jesus, it's not cliche. 
It is what God has called us to do. So he's talked to us so far. What am I to agape? God, whoever keeps his word, in him truly the love of God is perfected. By this we may know that we are in him. Hey, do you love God? I'm not talking about the generic, yeah, 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 me and God are cool. Yeah, God's all right. It's good. We're good. We're good. You know, God, yeah, God, yay, God. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, do you love the word? Do you love the word? See, some of y'all say, I love Stacy. Y'all love Stacy. You don't love her like I do. You don't. Well, you just don't know. You don't. You don't. You don't. You're not, you're not, you don't have it. You don't have it. I do. You understand? <laughs> right? See, you, you, you can't, and can I tell you, we cannot fake the love of God any longer. And see, we, we've been talking a lot lately about the idea that, well, if I attend church, I'm good. No, no, do you love God? Do you love his word? What's it, what it says? Whoever keeps his word, in him the love of God is perfected. Do you keep his word, do you love him? Do you even want to keep his word? It's a great measuring stick of loving God. And then what? Love others. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. Can I tell you the reason most of us stumble? is because we're, we're too busy in our own self, and we're not loving our brother. You want to stop stumbling? Get your eyes off yourself and start loving people. You'll be so busy loving other people, you won't have time to sin. Now that's good preaching. Amen. I'll amen myself right there. Amen. Get busy loving others and you will stumble less. Yeah, but what about me? Some God will take care of you. Is God our portion or not? Is God able to satisfy or not? Are we drinking from living water or not? I say yes. I say we're drinking from living water. So we spend so much time and so much energy trying to figure out how to satisfy the inner cravings of our heart. And can I be honest? It's Christ alone. Everything else doesn't satisfy. It will never satisfy the cravings but God, but Christ. And so we spend so much time. I remember, um, I'll tell you a quick story here. We're just talking today. Um, my... I, back when um, there wasn't a whole lot of video games, me and a group of friends used to go bowling. Remember, do you remember when bowling was a thing? So we'd go, everybody's like, wow, are you 100 years old? Maybe. And so bowling was a thing. So one day a week, we'd kind of go to the bowling alley. We're like 13 or 14 years old. One day a week, well, my mother would come and chaperone once in a while. My friends thought my mom was a hoot. She'd just start talking. They'd start laughing. And so, because she was just kind of old school country, kind of tell you what she thought. Most of you have heard me tell stories about her. Uh, and, and so, one day we're bowling, and one of them said, Miss Roxanne, Miss Roxanne, I just can't seem to find myself. And my mother, in her only way that she could, just bust out laughing. She started laughing. You know, I'm sitting here, my friend's pouring out her heart, to, to my friend's pouring out his heart to, to my mother, like, Miss Roxanne, I just... I just can't seem to find myself. My mama just burst out laughing. She goes, you're right here. 
She said, you're right here at the bowling alley. What are you talking about? I never heard of that. I never, uh, that's the craziest thing. What, what do you mean? What do you mean? You can't find yourself. You're right here. You're, you're right here. You got your family, right? You got this. You got this. Hey, stop looking. You're right here. You're right? And, and so many times we spend so much energy finding ourselves. And can I tell you, if you know Jesus, you've been found. You've been found. And so go to Jesus. When you feel lost, go to Jesus. When you're not sure, go to Jesus. When the world feels confusing, give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. When you don't have an answer, when you have a... Con Come on now, church, right? Give me Jesus. That's what we need is Christ. So let's talk about this. So he says very clearly. Now you're going to see this week and the weeks to come. And the more I've studied the Bible, the more, especially when we were studying Romans, the Bible makes a clear line in the sand. You're either here or you're not there. You're either with me or you're against me. You're either in the fold or you're not in the fold. You're either lost or you're found there. You know, some people say, well, I'm somewhere in between. You're not in between. I have one foot in both camps. No, nope, we know where your feet are, both of them. You're either all in or you're not in at all. I know you're saying, well, that, that seems kind of divisive and offensive. Actually, I, I think it's kind of helpful. Because what I want you to do is to go ahead and jump all in. Right? If you put two feet in at the pool and you sit on the edge all day, you went swimming. No, you did not. I went swimming. You did not. You got your feet wet, but you never went swimming. And at the end of the day, when there's a chart of who went swimming and who didn't, nope, you're in the feet wet category. You didn't get in the swimming category, and so you don't get the ice cream because you didn't go swimming. You following? And so it's important that we understand that he says right there, do not, do not love the world. Are the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, I grew up Nazarene, Wesleyan, holiness. Anybody know what I'm talking about right now? You couldn't do nothing. Some of you call it independent fundamental Baptist, right? You, you had to walk by a deck of cards real fast at the grocery store because they might jump in your buggy. You're not allowed. Don't play cards. Don't play cards. Dancing. Are you kidding me? We called it foot fellowship. Is what we had to call it if you were dancing, right? You know, dancing. Uh, so, and it just, so I'm, my, my thing for you today is not this. Do not love the things of the world, all right? Oh, boy, here he goes. Here he goes. Know this, know this, know this, know that. Can't do that, can't do that. I'm not interested in that because you know what? God is interested in your heart today. He's interested in the attitude of your heart because I know a lot of people that abstain from a lot of things with wicked hearts. You, you can say no to everything and still not go to heaven. You say no. So it's not really about what you say no to. And what's this? And this is where it got me wrong for so long. It's not what you say no to. It's what you say yes to. It's not what you say no to. It's not, well, I said no to this. Jesus, now I didn't smoke and I didn't drink. Or you know, what was it? I don't smoke. I don't chew. I don't hang out with those that do. Remember that? You ever heard that? I don't smoke, I don't chew, I don't hang out with those that do, right? Now, we used to say in the fundamental circles, smoking won't send you to hell, it just makes you smell like you've been there. <laughs> right? I know, I'm backwards, right? Right? And again, it's not about don't, 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 don't. It's about yes. It's about Jesus. And can I tell you, 
when I say yes to Jesus, I don't have to worry about saying no to anything else. I don't worry about it. Are you going to? No. What kind of question is that? No. Right? If one of you ladies were to say something like, hey, you want to hang out? Duh. Are you stupid? What are you talking about? I got this. What are you dumb? What are you dumb? <laughs> Why would I hang out with you when I can hang out with her every single day for the rest of my life? Leave me alone. Back up. Right? That's, that's about, am I, right? Right? And so it, if I'm deeply in love with Jesus and the world says, hey, come hang out with me. What, are you dumb? Why would I hang out with you? I got Jesus. Hey, don't you want to smoke this or do this or drink that or hang out with this or this? Or, why would I do that? So watch this. When I find myself going that direction, I need to check my love. I need to check my heart. What happens is I, I, I lose center, I get hurt, or I go sideways, or I go different ways. And I'm not saying it makes us, right? We've got to stay grounded. When we stay grounded in his love, and his love is permeating me, and I'm flowing and walking, and I'm plugged into the word, and I'm saying yes to Jesus every single day, I'm saying this, that the things of the world grow strangely dim. In the light of his glory and grace. So, do you understand? Adam and Eve forgot about the other trees. There was one tree they could not eat from. And the devil got them to see the one tree. And not the thousand trees that they could. Your enemy wants you to see the thing that you can't have, but you need to remind him what you do have. Right when the enemy says, hey, 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 don't you want to get crazy and do this and be dumb and say, I don't know what it is, whatever, fill in the blank. No, no. Give, just leave me alone. I've got Jesus. L leave me alone. I'm good. I'm satisfied. And can I say this? When you feel that itch for something more, it's not go find that other thing. It's God, what's going on inside of me? This, can, can I, and I'll say this real quick. Can we... Can we keep, keep talking? We're having, I know, I just love y'all so much. I do. So, I, I, I want to just, I want to take you right here just for a second. The altar, I can't see you now. The altar, <laughs> the altar is the most beautiful place to do business with God. Can, can, I, can, we, can we be reminded? I don't know about you, but, and, and I grew up with Billy Graham, Right? Altar call means you don't know Jesus and you're getting saved and you're going to go back and do whatever you want, whatever. I'm not saying what happens after, but coming to the altar just as I am. And then all these throngs of people come to the front, right? I was able, I was blessed to be a part of a Billy Graham crusade a long time ago, right, as a counselor. And so all these people come. But can I tell you that the altar is more than just a place to get saved? I'm going to say that one more time. The altar is more than just a place to get saved. It's a place to come do business with God. Maybe you feel dry. Come to the altar. Maybe you feel empty. Come to the altar. You know, we used to say something a long time ago. We called it praying through. You got to pray through. You feel dry? Pray through. You feel empty? You pray through. You feel disconnected from God. You get on your face and you pray through. Now, I'm not saying it always works, but I'm saying it's a good place to start. It's to sometimes just come to an altar. Some of my greatest things is coming to the altar and just wrestling with God. God, why? God, how? God, what's going on? And just knowing that I could come 
to the altar and do business with God. So I want to, I mean, you know, it goes without saying, but the altar's always open at Faith Community Church. You need to come, you come. You need to do business with God, you do business with God. But understand, sometimes we have to wrestle with the things in our heart and the things of God, and God wants to work in us, and you can do that, and God wants to work in you. Let's, let's keep going here for just a second. So do not love the world. He's being strong about that. So let's talk about what the world means, right? There's the physical world. When the Bible talks about world, it's talking about the physical world, right? And when you, you might be thinking, do not love the world. Well, I, I don't want to hate trees. That's not what we're talking about here. He's not talking about, but the Bible, when it talks about world, it's talking about the physical world. Another usage of the world is talking about mankind. For God so loved the world. But right here, what John's telling us is an attitude that's opposed to God. When he's talking about do not love the world. Again, he's not going back to your laundry list. Where does that list end of things that we should put on us? That's not it. But there's an attitude. In fact, you're going to hear this term starting next week. The spirit of antichrist. Opposed to God. Instead of God. There's an attitude of the world that says, I got this on my own and I don't need God. You want to run from that. That attitude that says, I want to replace God. Or you need God plus this. Or God's not enough. And you need this instead of God. And Antichrist, right? There's the spirit of Antichrist. He says, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. So just, just take a you know, take a, a, a temperature of the world around us. It's very hopeless. People are discouraged. But that's not you, and that's not me. Do we have Christ? So we can't buy in to the things, the attitudes of the world. When the world is given up, well, we're just going to hell in a handbasket. I'm not going to hell at ever, ever. I'm not going to hell. Oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Not me. I'm on streets of gold one day. I know where I, my name is in the book, and I'm headed to heaven one day. I've got joy in my step because Jesus is in my heart. Hey, you ought to drink of what I'm drinking from. Can I introduce you to the, to the well of living? You following that this morning? And so it's important that we point people to Christ. And what he's saying is you don't embrace the attitudes of the world. Do not love the world. The attitude that opposes God. And people are going to tell you, you're crazy for trusting in God. You just keep trusting in God. Don't embrace that attitude. I'm not intimidated by what the world says about me. I, I'm opposed, right? The attitude of the world is opposed to God. Do not love the world. Then he says this. So what is it? Watch this now. So go to verse 16. For all that is in the world. Now, again, the attitude of the world. The desires of the flesh. The desires of the eyes. And the pride of life. Now watch this now. Let's think about this just for a second. L listen to this verse real quick. See if this helps sum it up in James chapter 1. But each person is tempted... When he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it's conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when fully grown, brings forth death. Do not be deceived, 
my beloved brothers. A lot of you, if you were to look back at areas of your life that you had struggled with, you didn't wake up one day and say, you know what? I'm going to do something stupid. I think that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to do something stupid. I think that's what I'm going to do today. It starts with a thought. It starts with a desire. A desire of the flesh says I'm looking to be satisfied. I need something. I've got an itch and I need it scratched and I'm going to go find where that is. That's an attitude of the world. That is a desire of the flesh. And so once we have that that craving, that longing for something more. Come on, it all starts very simple, doesn't it? It all starts very small. But then next comes the desire of the eyes. Oh, oh, I found something here. Well, that sure does look like that would do what I'm looking for. It starts internally, right? Something that I need, something that I want, a craving. This is what we're talking about, the world. And so next thing I do is the devil brings something in my path to allure me. Now my eyes see what my heart craved for. And now that I see it, hmm, let me consider that. And then the pride says, I must have it. I want that. I want that. The pride says, I want that. In fact, the pride says, I deserve that. I should have that. Come on, how many times have you done something stupid and you said, I deserve this? I want this. I should get this. I want this. This is good. I, th- this is, I, I deserve this. I, I, after all that I've done, after all that I've been through, after all, God, you know what I've been through. I deserve this. You know how painful my past has been. I should get this. I should get what, whatever, whatever, whatever. We think we deserve it. It's pride of life. You know what the, the pride of life says? I know what I need, and I don't need God. I don't need God. God's like, hey, how about this? No. No, that's not going to do it. Because you see, God, you just don't understand. Oh, God, forgive us. How many times have we said, God, you don't understand what I'm going through? How dumb, how dumb, how dumb are we? When God says, hey, I got something better for you. See, God, you just don't know me. You know, what I need is blank. And God's like, But you know that's contrary to my word, and you know that's not what's best for you. But you don't understand, God. If you hadn't put me through this, we blame God, don't we? We blame God to justify. How many times have we been stupid and justified it? Excused it away. Made it, it's okay, and here's the reason why. And see, Watch this, though. Let me see if I get to I think this is where I wanted to show you. So watch this. So it goes back to the beginning. Genesis 3. This is where all our problems began, right? And for, for those of you that say, you know, God's messed up planet Earth. No, that was us. There was perfection until mankind showed up. There was perfection until mankind showed up. And what did we bring? Rebellion. Sin, we brought the desire of the eyes, the desire of the flesh, the lust, the pride of life. Look what it's, so I put in 1 John with Genesis 3 so you can see it. It's called a mashup. What's this? So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, desire of flesh, do you really think she was hungry? You think God hadn't provided food for them? 
You think Eve saw that tree and went, boy, I'm really hungry and I haven't eaten for days. Did God not give them all this? But she saw that the tree was good. Something awakened in her. I want that one. And it was a delight to the eyes. You see, you know when we sin, when we think God's not giving us something that we deserve. God's holding out on me. No, he's not. Why would a God who would kill his son be holding out on you? The problem is you want more than he wants to give you because you think you know what you want and need and God actually knows what you want and need. What parent goes to their kids and say, little Debbie's all day? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Is that what you want? You do that. Right? Does the parent not know what the child needs? Does the child resist? And does the parent go? Come on now, we're living a new day. But does the parent go? Whatever you want. Right? You've seen the parent that's counting to 10 at Walmart, right? You ever seen the one that's counting to 10 twice? I've seen that. Eight, nine, don't make me start over. Right? I just want to say, can I take over? Can I help? Right? So you understand. And so God, God's not holding out on us. God has given you, church, you have got to, to, to reconcile the thought that this, God has given me everything I will ever need. God has, and he is enough. He is enough. Single people, if God never provides for you a spouse, he is enough. Teenagers, he is enough. If you never find a spouse, he, can anybody help me this morning? Is he enough? Come on, he's enough, amen, he's enough. He is enough. If you don't get your dream job, he is. He's enough. If he doesn't heal you, he's enough. If he doesn't give you what you think you need, he's enough. Right? And can I just say this real quick? What, now that Jesus has risen from the dead, right, what are we scared of? What are you worried about? I, I don't... What, what else could Jesus do for you besides defeat death? You need more than that? Really? Hey, here's a, here's a million dollars, Devin. Yeah, but where's Doritos? Where's Doritos? Are you kidding me? How many times do we say, God, if, oh, God, if you love me, you'd do this for me. We ought to all be at the altar if we've ever, right? If, you, if that's our hard attitude today, God help us. God, if you love me, you'd give me this job. Really? He's got to do more? Jesus, not enough for you? Nails? Crown of thorns? Not enough? Really? We, we've got to be careful, church. This is the attitude of the world that says, I want more. Do not love the world. Do not. Come on. Don't love the world. Don't love the world. So she took of its fruit. The, the tree was to be desired to make one wise. Oh, like she needed wisdom. She had God. He had God. Let's not put this all on Eve. Adam was right there. Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Like they needed wisdom, right? 
And then all of a sudden they eat and they realize they have shame. They, have, they didn't even realize until they ate. God has so much more. If we could just learn to surrender and let God just give us everything we need, God will bless you. So I learned this. I, I know I'm getting long here, but hey, man, I'm just, I'm preaching. I'm having so much fun. I'm just like a pig in slop today. I'm having so much fun. And y'all have to endure watching it. I'm sorry, but I'm having fun. Now watch. So I learned, it took me a while. Teenagers, here's a lesson. You ready? Here's a lesson for you. Now parents, don't listen. Now here's the thing. It took me a long time to learn this lesson. But I learned as a teenager that if I would just agree with my parents, I actually got more stuff. Because I realized that they loved me. And they would give me things instead of fighting with them and saying, I want $20. I need to go here. Right? Devin, you can get on this too. I'll help you. If you just say, hey, it's fine. Hey, can I go here Friday night? No. My parents' draw would drop. Right? And I just walk away. Now, I wasn't manipulating them. That's where my heart was. And then what would happen is my parents would be like, hey, let's just go do this. Let's go do this. Because, see, God will honor a heart bent towards him. You don't have to fight God for the stuff you want. Now, I didn't write that down. That's good preaching. You don't have to fight God for the stuff you want. Just say, God, I'll take whatever you want to give me. God, you want to give me a car? Great. If you don't, hey, listen, I'm not walking. Right? God, I'll take whatever you want to bring me because you're good and everything you have for me is good and it's better than I deserve. Because what I deserve, what I got is the mercy of God. And so if I could just surrender and comply and submit, oh, God's like, finally, Gary is just going to let me give him what Gary, what I want to, watch this, watch this, Gary. Boom, blessings, boom, peace, boom, victory, boom. You see how that works? But we just have to just say, here I am, Lord, whatever, whatever. Whatever road you have for me, I'm going to walk it, God, and I'm going to walk it, and you're going to be with me. Amen, amen. Let's keep going. Praise the Lord. So we have to, we, watch this now, though, but we adjust to the darkness, don't we? Here's what we do. Watch this now. See, because it's not gradual, right? It's not gradual. We, we, we adjust slowly, right? You walk into a dark room, right? Some of you wake up in the middle of the night. Anybody doing this? Wake up in the middle of the night and you can't see anything, right? Some of you walk into the bathroom more than once a night, right? You go in and your eye, it takes a minute for your eyes to adjust. But what does it do? It eventually adjusts. We adjust to the darkness. And can I tell you, the church of Jesus has adjusted to the darkness. The church, the church of Jesus, Christians have adjusted to the darkness. And God's not interested in us adjusting to the darkness. What he's interested in is shining bright. And so as the world gets darker, the light seems brighter. And it's not that we're judgmental or, un, or better than, but we are going to shine brighter because the dark's getting darker. And so can I encourage you, church, don't, don't come down, stay bright. Don't come down, don't dim, don't diminish, stay bright. And the distance between the light and the darkness is going to seem greater. It just will. And we're going to have to be okay with that. And we're just going to have to stay bright. See, here's what we do, though. We befriend the world. It's just something small. If you've been here for five minutes or so, you hear me talk about motor oil a lot. If I was to have a cookie 
right? Batch of cookies up here, and instead of vegetable oil, I put in motor oil. You'd be like, yuck, gross. But that's what it, but see, here's the thing. Let's say it's taking a cup of, I don't know, I don't have to cook. Let's say it's taking a cup of vegetable oil. You know what the world does? It gives you nine-tenths of a cup of vegetable oil and one-tenth a cup of motor oil. And it just sneaks it in a little bit at a time. And the first batch of cookies, you're like, something seems a little, I'm a little sick, but but I love chocolate chip cookies. The next batch has two-tenths motor oil. And then it grows. The next thing you know, you see what happens? You see what happens? And so if we're not careful, we befriend the world. Now, should we be friends with the worldly? Of course. Should we tell them the truth of God's word? Of course. But we can't let it influence us. Hear that. You can't let it influence us because we go from befriending the world to accepting the world. Eh, they're okay. They're okay. You think about the things we say are okay now. 20 years ago, we said are wrong. And now people tell us, hey, 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 hey. Don't be judgmental. That's just the way things are today. I'm sorry, I still read the Bible. I'm not worried about today. I'm not worried about yesterday. I'm not worried about tomorrow. I'm worried about truth. The truth of God's word. In 30 years, it'll still be true. If the Bible says it, it's true. It's true today. It was true then. It'll always be true because God's word stands forever. Stands forever. So we can't, we can't water down the truth of God, because we're in 2022. Hey, don't you know we're in a postmodern Christian world? I don't even know what that means. I get articles all the time. You know we're in a... Blah, 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 blah. I, give, me a, give me Jesus. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. You, little, you lost me at post. Office, I don't know. Just give me Jesus. And the word of God and the spirit of God. And give me power, spirit of God, to stand on your truth in this day. And when everybody tells me I'm a weirdo, well, that's your opinion. We'll see. We'll see. You stand on your side of the fence, I'll stand on mine. We'll see who's right at the end. But I'm going to stand right here. I'm going to stand with Jesus. I'm going to stand with the church. I'm going to stand with the word of God. And one day I'll stand before God. God himself. And I want to be on the right side of that. Amen. So then we, we adopt to the world. And then if we're not careful, we'll conform to the world. Right? And then watch this. I can't tell the difference. I can't tell the difference. Can you? Can, 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 shouldn't there be something... And shouldn't there be something in my life that people that I know, I'm not talking about just some random person at Walmart who I'm meeting for five minutes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we're running around beating each other on the head with Bibles and saying, hey, I'm a Christian. Can't you tell? Boo! That's not what I'm talking about. But I'm talking about the people who know you. At Thanksgiving, will Cousin JoJo know you love Jesus? Because you've been with him for a few years. And I'm not talking about he knows what church you go to. Dear God, forgive us. He knows what church you go to. Does he know that you have Christ and Christ has changed you deeply and impacted you deeply? We've got to be able to tell the difference between people who are of the world and people who are not of the world. There ought to be a difference. 
Your life ought to be a difference. Your speech, again, I'm not talking about what you don't do. I'm talking about what you do. And because you're in love with Jesus and you're loving God and you're loving others, and here comes the world, no thank you. I don't want anything else. Just give me Jesus. I don't, want, don't you want this? Don't you need that social? I'm not against social media, but if that's your life, we need to talk. We, 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 we come on now, church. What do you need? If it's anything but Jesus, we need God's help. It's got to be just Jesus. And so, and I'm telling you, when you get a just Jesus attitude, people are going to see it. People will see it. You can't, and see, that's the thing. You know, for, I spent a lot of years in my independent fundamental Baptist years handing out gospel tracts. And I thought, why wouldn't people just know I'm a Christian? Why wouldn't you just know? If, if I work with Mark Briggs and Mark's like, I don't know if he's a believer or not, shame on me. My speech will be different. My joy will be different. My outlook on life will be different. The way I see the world will be different. Why? Because I got Jesus, man. Yeah, but you got cancer. I got Jesus. You just lost a pay, but I got Jesus. He's going to provide. Yeah, but this is going on in your life. Yeah, but I got Jesus. Following? Amen. We're bringing this home. So love God. Maintain that love. Watch this now. He tells us how to maintain it. And the world's passing away with this desire, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. So how do, how do you maintain that? How do you maintain it? Doing the will of God. What's this? You got to find the God. You got to find the will of God, right? You want to maintain, you want to maintain, you want to maintain, find God's will. Find God's will. And everybody's like, how do I find God's will? Kids are always asking me, what is God's will? I don't know God's will. Can I tell you? It's right next to God. It's not coming in an email, text message, smoke screen, smoke signal. It's not coming like that. You find God, you'll find his will. Because what he'll do, right? So, I'm going to tell her more about myself than I'm going to tell Craig because I know her better than I know Craig. She's going to know things about me that he's not going to know. There's things about me I'm never going to tell him because I don't know him like I know her. You following? And so as, and there's things that she's going to tell me about herself. There's intimacy that develops because we know each other. And so here's the thing. As you find God, as you know God, as you discover God, you'll discover his will. You do it in surrender. You do it in the word, circumstances, people, prayer, all these things. And then what do you do? You got to do it. It's not enough to just know God's will. You got to do it. And I just say this, slow obedience is no obedience. Right? I'll get to that sin. Just is. I'm not, I, mean, I love you. You know, just get to it. Get to it. The, the, the regrets that I have in my life is when I didn't obey God. When I did not do what I knew God wanted me to do. Right? And I have to ask for God to forgive me. And God, give me a chance. I'll do it again. Because it's important that you do what God asks you to do. When God asks you to do something, we've got to get on it and do it. And can I tell you lastly right there, you got to do it afraid sometimes. Yeah, but what will happen if, I don't know, just do it. Right? I'd rather mess up trying to do God's will than to do nothing. I'd rather mess up trying to do God's will. So I'm not going to love the world. I'm going to love God. How do I maintain that love? I'm going to find his will, and I'm going to walk in it. So don't love the world.
That's today. That's it. Do not love the world. So the love of the Father and the will of the Father removes the love of the world. You want to love the world less? Love God more. You want to love the world less? Find God's will and do it. And the closer you get to God, the things of earth will grow strangely dim. Amen. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m., and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day, and always remember that Jesus changes everything.